0: Hello,
1: hello, hello. Uh, Welcome to Mental Health Monday. I am your host, Dr. Melinda Johnson. I'm so excited to be here and doing this podcast on today because this is the final episode of the first season. And I want to say thank you um, to everyone who supported me, the uh, comments, the topics, the, uh, I mean, just the overwhelming support of uh, those people who have pushed me um, in this direction um, in reference to going ahead and doing that pop this podcast. I have been asked to do this for so many years, and uh, I'm not considered I don't consider myself a shy person, I'm more behind behind the scenes type of person. So I was always that little that was that little fear of doing this podcast and how people would receive it. But I want to thank you to the people who pushed me and who me. I want to say thank you. Uh, eventually, I got over my jitters uh, and my uh, nervousness uh, of doing this podcast and talking live uh, over the uh, air. And so I have to say that uh, I have really enjoyed it. I can't wait for season two to pick up in the fall, uh, which will be great because that is um, in August of this uh, year. And it's when football season kicks off. So I can't wait. Um, initially, Um, I was going to uh, let the final episode of this season um, end with an update on the uh, athletes I had discussed in previous podcasts. But what I'm thinking is that what I'll do, because I really want to discuss Naomi Osaka today, because I think it's such a way to end this podcast um, for the season. So what I'll do is that in August, uh, in the fall, I'll pick back up, with Season 2, and then I'll start out the first episode with an update of what's going on with the previous uh, athletes that I discussed in Season 1. So thank you, thank you. Uh, Today is the final Monday um, in Mental Health Awareness Month, um, and I'm so excited to be able to end this podcast on a high note. I know it may seem like a low note for some people, but for me um, and with the profession that I'm in... Um, I have to say, this is the way to end it on a high note. It couldn't end any better than this on this Mental Health Awareness uh, Month on Mental Health Monday, um, especially with me, who uh, last week I told my story in my bout with depression. So I'm so excited uh, to tell this story today with uh, our tennis great, uh, our tennis sensation, our tennis star, um, or however you want to refer to her, uh, 23-year-old Naomi Osaka. Um today while I was uh watching uh television, uh I was uh it came across my phone that she had withdrawn from the French Open. Um, I'm so proud of her for this. And I know a lot of people be like, Well, why are you so proud of her? Like she her money's gone down the drain and that's her career. Nothing is more important than your mental health. What is what good is a career and you can't enjoy it because you're mentally unstable? Okay. So let me give some background on this, okay? So Naomi Osaka, uh, on last Wednesday, she had posted on social media that she would not participate in any news conferences during the French Open, and that any that if she had occurred, incurred any fines, she hoped that they would go toward a mental health charity. The reason why she uh, stated that she wouldn't talk to the media was because she had revealed that when she'd speak to the media... She, uh, her social anxiety just goes through the roof. She's not a public speaker. Uh, She talked about how um, these feelings of anxiousness um, just overwhelms and overtakes her. Um, She explained, you know, she talked about how her, with her being an introvert, she wear headphones to reduce um, her social anxiety when she's walking past the media or she's walking past fans, you know, and she does that to reduce. Uh, The questions and the the things people ask her. Now, let me just be clear. We know the media can be brutal, okay? They ask you crazy stuff, and I'm going to use the word crazy because I'm not pertaining. We're not, and, you know, in my profession, they always tell us not to use the word crazy, but I'm going to use it because of the crazy questions that they ask. I'm not calling a person crazy, but I'm saying that their questions are crazy. Like, it's crazy for you to focus on something that has nothing to do with the U.S. Uh, uh, Open, or in her case, when she withdrew uh, during the Grand Slam, after the Grand Slam, she uh, she missed, she skipped the media because they ask crazy questions, right? Can you imagine just now winning a Grand Slam and the media asking you something uh, in reference to Serena Williams? Like, what does that have to do with her winning, Right? What does that have to do with anything? So I understand how uh, and the reason why she chose, you know, to skip it. You know, and I know that she is uh, a huge advocate uh, for, uh, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and, you know, fighting for justice, reform, and all that stuff. So, you know, kudos to her, and I love her for that. And she represented with the mask mask you know, she would wear at, you know, all of her matches and all of her tournaments. But going back to, like I said, on last Wednesday, she made that statement, right? So once she made that statement, you know, I guess, you know, they thought she was joking. So on Sunday after the Grand Slam, she refused to speak to the media, and she was fined $15,000, right? Now, this young lady made $50 million last year. Uh, I don't think $15,000 would hurt her she wasn't worried about the money because she made the statement in reference to any fines that she incurred from the French Open. She hoped they would donate it to uh, any mental health charity, and basically she didn't even give one, basically whichever one of your choice. So she was letting them know how serious her issue is. Now she talked about uh, in 2018 after she won the Grand Slam, um, her first Grand Slam, she talked about that that was when her – her depression started, and it just continued to increase. But So, of course, the more famous she got, the more she won, uh, and the more, you know, her name got out there, and the, the more titles uh, she picked up, the more her depression was going to increase, right? So I'm sure she had gotten um, some, you know, I'm sure that she had spoken to them about that, about, her depression and her issue, and I'm sure, you know, they had spoken to her about, you know, being supportive and all that stuff and what do we need to do. But the question is, do, do 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 these organizations, these professional organizations really care? No, they don't care, right? Let me tell you why they don't care. The reason why they don't care was because the Australian Open, the Roland Garros Tournament, the Wimbledon U.S. Open, they jointly checked on her, right, and extended their support. But while they were doing that, they still reminded her that tennis comes first, that she's obligated. You know, they reminded, reminded her of her obligations, right? And they reminded her that if she repeated these violations, that it would lead to tougher sanctions, including default, default from the tournament. Now, I'm sure she knows about that. I'm sure she's aware of it. But what I loved about her was that she talked about her self-care, okay, she said that she was already feeling anxious and vulnerable, vulnerable, so she felt it was best to just take care of herself by skipping the press conference. Okay? What, when did talking to the media become more important than your mental health? Who we know the media play a ro- huge role in uh, someone's mental health, right? We know that the media can do some, they can do damage to a person's mental health. One little slip up, one wrong word, one bad decision, one eye blink, one eye roll, one cough, one side eye, one smirk. And they can ruin a person's reputation and everything they work for just because of one little incident that you didn't even know, you know, you didn't even notice, uh, or, you know, you just, you know, you just, it could have been just, you know, a little eye bet because, you know, something may have flown in your eye really quick. But the media would take these things and spin them, right? So if you're already dealing with uh, your mental health and social anxiety, then of course we already know that then, you know, and it's, and, and it's, it increases, right? She's already feeling anxious because you know you gotta compete, and she's not just competing with anybody. She's competing with the best. You know the best compete with the com- with the best, right? So she's already feeling anxious. That's a lot on your shoulder as a twenty-three year old, right? And you're trying to win these titles. So yes, yes, it does affect your mental health. It does increase and exacerbate your symptoms of depression. If you've never dealt with depression, I meant, like, really dealt with depression. Remember, I told you there's a difference difference between being sad and being depressed. But if you've never really had your own experience with depression, you can't speak on this. You can't speak on how it feels to have to go get up and function and go to work every day, and you are severely depressed and you have to put on a brave face, you you can't speak on it, okay? So I don't, and I also don't expect you to be able to empathize with what she's dealing with in this moment, right? So she posted her statement on Twitter saying she was pulling out of the French Open, okay? She was pulling out, and she, you know, was pulling out for her own mental health uh, issues, and that she was pulling out so that her mental health wouldn't be an issue. Because we know the media was going to make, if she had played, right, and whether she had won or lost, they were going to want to interview, right? They wanted her to talk to the media. We know, what we do know is that they were going to focus on not her her winning, but her losing had she lost. I mean, not her winning or her losing, but they were going to focus on her you know, being fined $15,000. They were not going to be concerned about her mental health. Let's be real clear on that one. They were not going to be concerned about her mental health. They were only going to be concerned about her not uh, talking to the media and the $15,000 fine. And she did put out a statement that she apologized for, you know, the media uh, and if she hurt them because some of the media had been really good to her, you know, and really kind to her. So she did apologize, and that's big of her to do that. But not all of them have been kind to her. Because if all of them had been kind to her, then guess what? She would not have pulled out. She wouldn't have a problem with the media. If they respected her mental health issues this week, I wouldn't be talking about this on my podcast, right? If they had respect to her, this wouldn't, be, this wouldn't even be an issue had they had respect for her, right? So she also stated that she was taking some time away from the court. That's when you know it's really serious. That's like taking an FMLA from your normal 8 to 5. That's what that is. That's what that is when you fill out the Family Medical Leave Act paperwork. Because you need to get yourself together. Because you know it's going to take some time and it's just not going to happen overnight. You need to seek some real treatment. And you know going to work going to work every day is not going to get you the treatment that you need because you're being put back into that same environment. You can't go to therapy and you can't get treatment and then the envir- and then you put back into in the environment. That's not going to work. So what I do know is that that was what she did. She decided that she was going to go ahead and she was just going to take some time off as she should have no difference than the rest of us. Uh, and the rest of us and what we do. So that's important for her to be able to do that because of the simple fact that, you know, your self-care and your mental health is so more, way more important than regardless of how much money. You know, you can't money, you can't put a price tag on anybody's mental health. And you shouldn't put one on your own, hands down on that one, Okay. She talked about having a hard time coping, you know, with her long bouts of depression that started in 2018. So the fact that her depression started in 2018 and we are now in 2021, that's a long stance. Uh, that's a long time to be dealing with depression. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't treated on and off uh, over a course of years, but that's a long time to be dealing with depression, Okay. So the fact that it's gotten to the point, okay? So we're what in 2021, 18, 19, 20, That's three years. So the fact that she, you know, need to take some time off, that's 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 alarming. It's it's ex- ex- extremely alarming that she feel like she need to take some time off. Okay. That's alarming. That means that it's way worse than what we think. It's way worse than what she's letting on. It's way worse. Okay? And that's just her talking about the media. You know, what about all these other things and the pressure to perform well and the pressure to win? What about all these other things uh, that weigh on her? She is still human at the end of the day. So that's not her only uh issue as a young adult and as a professional athlete. Think about putting yourself in her situation. If you're dealing with one major issue on your job that's affecting your mental health, that don't mean that when you go home to your family and, uh, and other things uh, and other issues in life are not going to take over and, and contribute to that as well. Your life uh, has to continue to keep going even when you're dealing with a major issue on your job, and this is what this is. This is her job, and surely they reminded her that that's her job, okay? And they also reminded her that money is more important, no matter, forget the fact that she reminded them that it's not. She reminded them at 23 years old that the money is not worth her sanity, her mental stability, her mental wellness, okay? She reminded them of that. So, you know, I tip my hat off to her and I give her a high five because, you know, that's, you know, I'm the type of person that when I got something going on and it's weighing heavy on me, I'll tell uh, my boss in a minute, I'll say to them, look, today ain't going to be a good day. I can't come in today. I got to, you know, I got to get myself together. I'm not going to be effective today. i let that be known. And anybody who knows me knows that. I do it with my family, I do it with my significant other, I do it, that's just what I do. That's what I do. I let people know that I can't take care of you today because I have to take care of me. And that is what self-care is. Self-care is not being afraid to let people know that you have to take care of you. If you don't take care of you, who, who will? Okay, I think about her situation, and I think I compare it to Britney Spears, you know, I think back all those years ago, over 10 years ago, when Britney Spears had her own major breakdown, you know, and she shaved her head and started busting out windows, and then her father became the conservatorship of her estate, right? And all these years later, you know, she's gone to therapy, she's been in and out of treatment, and all these years later, her family, her father and the judge won't even allow her to dictate and control her own money in estate because her family failed to recognize and get her the help that she needed when she needed it. All these years later they won't let her live that down. So I say to Naomi Osaka, do you there in enough millions of dollars in the bank out there that will get you back on track if your mental health falls too far back. Money does not predict how severe your mental illness will be. Money cannot get you the mental stability you need. Money gets you the treatment that you need but treatment and it can be the best treatment in the world but that does not mean your mental health will bounce back because money does not dictate your brain uh uh, uh brain's chemical balance it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't And no matter how many people out there that think that money can do that, you are all the way wrong. All money does is get you the best care and treatment out there. But it does not predict how well your brain becomes stable and how long your brain becomes stable and whether or not your brain will uh, become um, unstable again. It doesn't predict that. It just doesn't. And she proved that. At 23, not only did she recognize her mental instability, but she recognized that money does not buy everything, contrary to what, you know, human beings may believe. It doesn't. And we can ask a lot of millionaires out there or billionaires out there whether or not money buys everything, okay? We can ask Prince Harry, if you know, with that. It doesn't. It doesn't buy everything. Money does not buy mental wellness. It does not buy mental stability. It does not buy emotional stability. It does not buy emotional wellness. Whatever and however you want to say it, uh, it doesn't buy. It only gets you the best treatment. That's all it does. Okay. So when I look back at the articles and I look back at and I went back and I looked at some videos of uh Naomi Osaka um uh, and I noticed her uh behavior. It's something I never noticed before. Uh, and I just, you know, because I would look at her and give her the shout out and do my little, uh, my little, uh, dance that, you know, every time she won, um, and every time I see where she was doing good things, you know, I would look at that and I wouldn't go any further with, uh, that. But when I went back and I looked at old videos and old press conferences and you can see the fear in her face, you can see it, you can see it in her eyes. You can see like there's a difference um in her uh physical uh appearance when she's talking to the media. You can see how tense she is. You can see all of that. You can see it. And for this young lady who owned up to you know, knowing that, you know, she was going to have to have to opt out of her, you know, uh, her obligations. You know, she was like, you know, I don't want to be a distraction. You know, I know the timing is not ideal. She was like she don't want to trivialize uh, our mental health or use the term lightly. You know, she really gave a, a lengthy statement, and she made herself more vulnerable than she already was. She was already vulnerable and anxious. So do we really think that her opting out of the French Open and putting her private uh, and her personal business out there about her bouts with depression, does that increase her anxiety? Yes. Does that exacerbate her depression symptoms? Yes, it does. It really does. Because now the whole world knows when they didn't. Now, the media has something else to ask her about, which is going to make her even more nervous when she eventually talks to them. Because now she has to address that. Now she has to address it. There's still that stigma with mental health. It's it's not going to go anywhere. I don't care how much we try to normalize it. It's never going to go anywhere, the stigma. It's not going to go anywhere. Because... People like, you know, the professional organization administrative staff who makes these decisions and who, and who create these policies and procedures when it comes to these athletes being obligated to care more about uh, performing on the court than staying at home and getting your therapist and getting a psychologist and getting a psychiatrist if you need to be on any um, medications. That is less important than you getting your unwell self out there on that court and playing tennis, that's what is the problem. That's what's going on in this world. And that's why our athletes, I always consider them to be the forgotten um, people because people forget that they're human and they have human, you know, they have issues just like we do. They still have to deal with their personal lives and their families and their friends, and, you know, and then when you add their job on top of it and the pressure that they have to perform at work, let's be clear. We don't have to perform on our jobs like they do. We don't. We don't. We have to worry about getting fired, but they have to worry about getting fired as well or traded. They have to worry about every day. And it's based on their performance. Now, our annual raises are based on our performance, right? Yeah. And because we don't get the raise that they get, you know, oftentimes, you know, we ain't even really worried about no annual uh, raise. Because our, we work on the jobs where they love to wait right around raise time to say, we're not giving raise, raises. The company's not even in a position to give raises. They love to wait right good this time to give out, uh, uh, do the annual re- reviews and say that, right? But this is different for them. It's different. And we have to respect her decision. She wrote the tournament um, explaining her stance, and and she was willing to speak with them um, in private due to the intensity um, of the slam and all that, the grand slam and all that stuff. Like, she wanted to talk to them. In private and let them know what our plan was. But how are you going to talk to somebody in private when they're saying crazy stuff? You know, and like I said, I'm using the word crazy as as in reference to the things they're saying. When they're saying crazy things, like you know, re, you know, we're gonna we have to remind you that if you keep repeating these violations, you know, they're gonna to be tougher sanctions and you're gonna to have to default uh, from the tournament. I'm telling you that I'm mentally unstable right now, and you're telling me that you going to, if I keep telling you that I'm not going to show up for work because I'm mentally unstable, that you're going to, I'm going to have to face tougher sanctions? Now, that is another thing that contributes to her uh, mental instability or her depression. That's another thing that contributes to it. So now she got to deal with, you know, okay, so at some point I have to hurry up and get back to work because whether I'm stable or not, but I got to up and get back to work or they're going to just completely throw me away. I got to get back to my job or they're going to throw me away. And let me show you how much they threw her away. Let me just tell you how much they threw her away, right? The French Open tweeted out a photo of the remaining athletes with the caption under it. They understood the assignment. That's what they tweeted out. They deleted it but that's what they tweeted out, tweeted out a photo of the remaining athletes sitting down during press conference, during a press conference, and underneath that they wrote the caption, they understood the assignment. Well, guess what? She understood hers too. She understood that her mental health is way more important than money. That's what she understood. So she understood the assignment. It's just two different assignments. There's this money. Because we know that Osaka was going to bring the money in. We already know that. That's who was going to bring the money in. People were coming to see her. We already know that. Right? We already know that. But what did they try to do? You tried to humiliate and make somebody dealing with depression and suffering from Uh, Depression and it's severe depression because it's been going on for three years. So, you try to humiliate and make someone suffering and in the midst of an episode feel guilty. That's what you do. That's what you do. Because the French open and The professional tennis organization proved to me, and I hope it proved to all of you, that they only care about money. They don't care about your well-being, your mental health, your physical health. They care about you going out there and performing because if you don't, it's going to cost them a lot of money. They proved that it's not you we value and your health that we value. It's the money that you can make for us that we value. That's what they proved. They And they did an awful job doing it. Awful. Now, Naomi, like I said, this girl made $50 million last year. Fifty five zero, Okay? And she was named uh Lauren Sports uh Loreas uh or oh, the Laureas, forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, sportsman of the year, sportswoman of the year. Uh So, sportswoman of the year. which I tip my hat off to her and I pat her on the back for being able to perform so well over the course of three years um, being uh, unstable like that and dealing with your depression like that. You know, kudos, because most 23-year-olds, you know, they act out, but I'm proud of her for no longer masking it. The more you mask um, depression, the worse it gets. So I want to say kudos to uh, 23-year-old, Uh, Naomi Osaka, and for your strength that you uh, share and your passion uh, and compassion for speaking out on the importance of mental health and making mental health your number one, your mental health, your number one priority and not the job. Kudos to her for that. That's my time. I want to thank you uh, for listening in and tuning in on Monday. It has been such an honor and such a pleasure. Um, I'm glad to be able to to end it on this high note. Of a young lady, 23 year old professional athlete, you know, handling her business when it comes to her own mental and emotional well-being. Um, I just want to thank you. I want you guys to continue to check in with yourselves. You know, you can you can continue to send me the emails uh, and and reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter. I still I'll still read them. Now you have to give me a few minutes because I'm still learning how to uh, navigate my way through social media and I'm not on it enough to really learn. So maybe uh, now that I'm done for the season, I'll be able to, you know, I'll take the time out to really, you know, learn how to navigate my way through social media. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to become an expert on it. I'm just going to say I'm going to learn how to navigate my way through uh, the areas of it that uh, that are most important and beneficial to uh, me being able to improve this podcast by the time the fall season kicks in, uh, which will be season two. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to get back with you guys and you guys tuning in. Um thank you so much for making me feel comfortable and loved and uh easing my nerves as uh I uh as I navigated through season one. So thank you so much. Uh be blessed, stay stay safe, um, and enjoy your Memorial Day, this final day of mental health uh, awareness month and the summer uh that's about to come in. Uh, thank you again uh love and much respect um to everyone out there who are handling their business when it comes to their mental health so don't forget to check in and check in with a buddy and check in with a friend um thank you so much uh I appreciate everything um and I'm appreciative of everything that has uh been uh instilled within me that I can uh in, that I can share with you so thank you so much uh god bless you Stay safe, uh, and again, be blessed.